My name is Lilian Ogazi and this is Nigeria Daily. It's 43 days to the 2023 general elections. Everyone, including the general populace, are gearing up to vote for the candidate of their choice. Campaigns are still ongoing, manifestos are being presented, and the media and all stakeholders in the country are greatly involved. Elections in Nigeria are known to be marred by violence and fake news. As the elections draw near, how can conflicts and violence be discouraged? Well, let's hear from the electoral body, INEC, first. My name is Zainab Aminu Abubakar, Assistant Chief Information Officer, INEC. INEC, as the election management body, can't be able to conduct elections that will be acceptable and credible without a peaceful atmosphere. That's why it has always been collaborating with the stakeholders, that's the security, the traditional rulers, the religious leaders, the media, the NGOs, to sensitize the general public for the need to be peaceful, to be law-abiding, so as the elections will be conducted. Okay. So has this been done already prior to the elections? Yeah, the Independent National National Electoral Commission has been having a series of uh, meetings with the stakeholders. Usually we used to do it quarterly, but mm. as election is growing nearer, uh, it's even uh, frequent. And we are always engaging with them, uh, discussing on how to sensitize the public, how to get a peaceful and conducive atmosphere for the election take place. And the security agents who are one responsible for securing the atmosphere for the elections have been on top gear. They have been doing their best. They assure us of safety of uh, election materials, election officials, the electorate. They are on top gear and the promise that the security situation will improve before the date of the election. That was Zainab Aminu Abubakar, Assistant Chief Information Officer, INEC, speaking. What role will the youths play when it comes to promoting peace during the 2023 election? A youth activist tells us as he speaks with my colleague, Bisola Fatoye. My name is Zaid Ayuba Alhaji, and I'm the National President of Hariwa Youth Consultative Council, AYCC. I am a youth activist, social rights defender, and an advocate of good governance. You know, we have a chapter across the 19 northern states, and what we are currently doing is what we have been used to doing in the past. Uh, in 2019 election and 2015 election, we have what we did uh, then is a project called the Role of Youth in Peace, Security, and Community Development. That okay. is where we come up with democracy, uh, um, awareness, and the sensitization on election and other related matters. So in 2023 election, we are coming up with something more inclusive, and is a project that called the role of RUA youth in promoting a peaceful general election in 2023 okay. toward achieving sustainable development of the region and Nigeria. This is the name of the project. Okay. And, and, and it's a kind of project that is going down, not just a, a conference, it's a roundtable discussion, rather it's a sensitization program that is going down to communities, partnering with youth organizations that are in state, in local government, at the grassroots, to see the value of you know, having a peaceful election so that uh, we will we will have possibly the first most peaceful election in Nigeria. I like the fact that you mentioned Iowa youth because the youth are the bulk of the nation and whatever is happening, the youth have to be included. So I think it's an important thing that the youth are 
the focus of your campaign. So now I want to know, apart from the youth, are there other people that you think are in the best position when it comes to influencing people to vote peacefully this year? So, um, especially the 2023 general election is an election that requires an inclusive contribution by the stakeholders. When I say stakeholders, I mean Nigerian gatekeepers. These are people that influence decisions, that form opinion, that shape how people think. For example, our traditional rulers, and most importantly, the media. The media and security agencies, these are the two most powerful gatekeepers that could help the possibility of having a peaceful, free, fair, credible, and, and, and you know, and saner election. The media are responsible for making sure that the content they create, what they disseminate to reach the community as final consumers, should be something that will be shaping the, the, the opinion, the orientation of the people toward having a peaceful election. Election is not a do-or-die affair. It's something that comes once in four years, and after it goes, the outcome of that election will be what will be impacting or uh, affecting the community. If there is a peaceful election, I tell you, even those that will be elected will have the opportunity to implement the policies they come to, to their seats with. And then people, there won't be much hatred among people. People will give in their best to make it in the media. If it is a lie, people will be provoked. If it is the truth, people will tell themselves that, yes, what the media are telling us is the truth, and let us try to see if we, we emulate it. Now, um, sacrosanctly, the traditional rulers as fathers and leaders of the community, and then the INEC. The INEC is, the, is, is, is that agency that is solely responsible, you know, empowered by the constitution of Nigeria to ensure that elections are conducted in a free and fair manner. The moment INEC decides to say that this election must be free, must be peaceful, that must stand. Because everyone that is coming to the election, both those that want to be elected and those that are coming to cast their vote, must comply with the regulations of INEC. And then the traditional rulers will, will have to give in their best because they are the fathers of the society. If things goes well, it will go a long way in helping them to continue administering the affairs of the people. But if the traditional rulers try to compromise the process, definitely there will be chaos. And we hope that our traditional rulers and INEC will be able to give us a free, fair, credible, transparent and peaceful election in 2023. That was Zaid Ayuba Alaji, a youth activist, speaking. According to Zaid, other estates of the realm have a role to play. Before we get to the aforementioned he listed, politicians in Nigeria have been advised repeatedly to carry out issue-based campaigns and not focus on ethnic and religious divide. What roles are politicians playing in maintaining peace during the campaigns leading up to the 2023 general elections? Well, let's listen to a politician. Okay, um, Madam Haliko by name. Um, I'm someone who works with politicians who knows how politicians think and how they do things. I think to have a free and fair election and peace while voting for election, all the political um, aspirants need to come out and address their, um, their, their voters. That is why it's very important for politicians to get out and start being seen by their um, voters, by, by, by their supporters. Because efficiency and visibility are paramount when it comes to any political campaign. So they need to address their supporters to tell them that, hey, when you go to vote, make sure you vote peacefully without any violence. They should go out there and address their supporters, let the election be violence-free. This is not only the, the, the work of the government, but also the work of those political aspirants contesting for power. That was a politician speaking. What is expected of journalists and the media? We will find out after the break. This program 
is brought to you by Daily Trust in partnership with the Center for Democracy and Development, CDD. We'll be right back. You are welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. In this episode, we're looking at political campaigns amidst insecurity and what can be done to promote peace during campaigns and in the run-up to the elections. Before we went on break, we had a chat with a youth activist who pointed out those to be held responsible for promoting peace during the election. We also had a chat with the politician who told us what politicians are doing to promote peace amidst insecurity during the campaign and in the run-up to the 2023 general elections. Journalists are said to be the fourth estate of the realm and agenda setters. The role of journalists when it comes to elections and campaigns cannot be overemphasized. What roles are journalists playing to promote peace in the 2023 general elections? Let's listen to a journalist. My name is Cameron Yopolo. I am a broadcaster. Um, what I focus on is trying to get people to stay on the issues. It's always a challenge during uh, campaign season because politicians will whip out their entire bag of tricks trying to sway people um, not to vote for the other person, but to vote for them, or not to vote for the other people, but to vote for them. What I do to, to try to promote peace is basically remind everyone, look, we have these problems. These problems are with us. They are present. They are here. They are now. Let us speak to who can fix these problems. Many times on uh, media engagements, you hear people make reference to um, the lack of cohesion in the country and uh, how polarized we have become. Some people have said we've never been this polarized. Some people will go far to make reference to our socioeconomic activities. For example, if you go to the market, you don't care where the person is from. All you're bothered about is the price of the goods, the quality of the goods. So we say all these things, but we don't actually walk that talk when it comes to you know political season proper. Uh, we are very, very emotional people and uh, the politicians know this. So it's a battle for the media trying to get these politicians to stay on track and uh, get the people to speak to these issues and set aside. It's difficult, but to set aside their primal sentiments. It's always a challenge. Okay. So as one who is part of the media now, do you think in your own thoughts and from what you've observed over the years, do you think the media is doing enough, you know, when it comes to sensitizing people and focusing more on the issues than promises made during campaigns and even during the election in doing things to promote peace? Do you think the media is doing enough? The media can do more. I will say that part of our responsibilities, apart from holding governments to account on behalf of the people, which is a constitutionally uh, de uh, determined, uh, you know, mandate of ours, part of our requirements is to also set agenda. Now, I've spoken to journalists and I see this in newsrooms across boards across the country. Uh, you know, our ethno-religious sentiments sooner or later come into play. Now, we are not perfect. In fact, I like to say we are perfectly imperfect mm. creatures. We are human beings. Can we do away with these sentiments entirely? I'm not so sure. It's part of the beautiful flaw of humanity, but it should be managed to within reasonable levels. You know, we have biases and sentiments, especially ethno-religious sentiments around the world, but they are not on the front burner. They do not determine the predominant conversations we ought to have as a country. And that the media has a massive role to play in agenda setting. I'll give an example. A couple of days ago, I watched a politician. I respect him. All right, he's a you know accomplished professional, career professional. Uh, he was responding to a question which wasn't in the video clip I uh, watched. Mm. Okay, so basically the information I'm giving is out of context. Okay. So for that purpose, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, he was talking about an incident that happened over eight years ago where girls were abducted in a school. And his um, uh, reference was to the religious composition of the students, basically Christian 
and Muslims. Now, as a media, we need to start to turn away from that aspect of our conversation, that's the religious aspect, and start to focus on the issues. For example, girls were taken from a school. Who are they? They are girls. Whatever their religious makeup is should not be the paramount importance in any media-driven conversation. But we see people still trying to say, oh, more Muslims are being killed and more Christians. It's horrible. So yes, the media can do better by not giving wind to that sentimental aspect of these discussions. A crime has been committed. A crime has been committed. Okay. In my opinion, there are there are two tribes in Nigeria. There are there's a tribe of good people and there's a tribe of bad people. And that's where it ends. Um, now, I love the fact that you've given me a couple of solutions. In addition to what you've said now, more ways at which, you know, the media can promote peace and do better during election and campaign periods. Yes. Um, first of all, uh, we should challenge any politician who dares to take us to the ethno-religious uh, aspect of uh, political discourse. Uh, if you ask a politician, for example, what are your plans to improve the economy? The likely answer you will get from most of them is they would first of all focus on whoever is on seat and tell you what the person on seat is not doing correctly, criticize the person without answering your question. If you probe them further, some might even push it to a, <clears throat> beg your pardon, ethno-religious discussion or conversation. And um, as media people, we need to be very, very firm and insist they speak to the issues. Okay. And that we can do this, again, by controlling conversations. We can do this by the headlines we carry in our papers and so on and so forth. We have control. That was Camry Apollo, a broadcaster speaking. Traditional institutions are known to play a role in guiding and leading its followers right. Are our traditional rulers promoting peace as the elections draw near? Well, let's find out. I am Israel Highness Dr. Peter Namde Njoko, Uritu of Umuri Amimo, Chairman Ikedro Council of Traditional Rulers. Well, I will make sure there's peace. In short, I will just play my own part as a traditional ruler. Already the government, they've warned us not to not to participate in playing the uh, uh, planning politics. So I make sure there's peace here. Okay. So how do you do that? Do you talk to the people? What do you do? No, I will, normally we normally call to the people not to cause problems to the community and the other things. In short, I know what to what we do that will not bring problem here. Just we will not like anybody to fight or come to pulling booth to make problems. We not like we will not tolerate it. Mm-hmm. We've already informed our industrial sons not to do that. So what's your advice to other traditional rulers, especially as election is coming and this campaign period on how to promote peace in their different um, traditional communities, being that you have a lot of listeners and people who respect you? We've already called all the traditional rulers to caution their their boys, their youth, not to make any problem during this uh, period. That was His Royal Highness Eze Dr. Peter Nnamdi Unjoku, Uri II of Umuri Amimo. As the elections draw near, please go and get your PVCs at your wards and vote for the right candidates. This program is brought to you by Daily Trust in partnership with the Center for Democracy and Development, CDD. God bless Nigeria. And that wraps up this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to everyone whose voices we heard on the show. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com, bossprouts.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio by simply searching for Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now. 